Hello, everyone, and welcome to a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and I am joined right now by Drew Plaza, who is Senior Recruiter and Certified Corporate Trainer, as well as Gina Hozumi, who's National Account Manager and Certified Corporate Trainer. Today, we're going to be taking a deep dive into resume building, interview prep, and just general professionalism when it comes to putting your best foot forward with recruiters. So Gina and Drew, welcome, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, Gina and Drew, for those who are listening in for the very first time, could you just go ahead and give us a brief introduction, which is your name, role, and what it is you do within your industry? Let's go ahead and start with you, Gina. So my name is Gina Hozumi. Um, I am a national account manager within um, our organization. I am also one of the certified corporate trainers. Um, I have been with Catapult for um, over six years now. So I kind of manage some of our larger accounts um, and their relationships nationally, as well as help internally with our training efforts for any of our new employees that kind of get brought on board with us. Thank you, Gina. Andrew. Yes. Hi, I'm Drew Plaza, uh, also a certified corporate trainer along with Gina uh, and senior recruiter here. I've been here uh, going on four years, um, so we support a lot of different sectors, uh, depending on the industries, and um, and work with a lot of different clients. So you both have been here for uh, within Catapult Solutions uh, for quite a bit. So you probably have a good bit of experience when it comes to looking at resumes. So to start off, could you please just give us uh, some good things uh, maybe to look for on a resume? Absolutely. So kind of the like golden standard that we always try to present to our clients. And um, it's great if there isn't, um, you know, a lot of editing that we have to do on our end. Um, but what we always like to try to present to our clients is um, a clear and concise resume. So always looking at um, a universal font that is going to take you through your entire resume um, with some organized formatting as well. Um, I definitely recommend bullet points over um, a paragraph type of um, format because it's just easier to read um, and it makes it a little bit more organized and like I said, clear and concise. Um, and then always, you know, if it's um, applicable to include some like quantitative data around, you know, metrics that you may have achieved when talking about what you do on a you know, on a day-to-day -day, um, basis. Never um, assume that whoever is going to be reading the resume will know um, what you are doing on a day-to-day, -day, even if um, it's pretty standard on maybe the type of role that you are in, because um, each and every role can be a little bit different. So being just as descriptive as you can and like I said, if you're able to add those quantitative um, metrics in there, such as, you know, completing this project resulted in a increase of our ROI by a certain amount of percent um, to kind of show what the impact it had on the organization um, is definitely great information that kind of brings a resume out if um, I notice um, a lot of effort is put into the resume, kind of just shows a little bit more um, in, information on what the candidate is, maybe that they are a little bit more passionate, but truly that they were very involved in what they were doing in their opportunity. Andrew, what makes a resume stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I know we kind of talked about this beforehand on, on the metrics and having that. 
uh, data jump out. I mean, it kind of the best comparison is really like if you were to hire somebody to do a job, you know, on your house and, you know, there was certain things that you need to fix and you got a resume that didn't say any of those things on it, even though they may have done it. Um, you know, you really want to have that resume, have that information on there, have the projects that they've supported, um, having that concise data uh, and being able to read it and think of yourself in from the other person's point of view in their shoes. Um, if you were to hire this person, why? Um, you know, if, if you look at, um, you know, those aspects, I think when you're concise and you're able to put the highlights on there and it's all relative, um, you know, to the to the job and which which job you're applying to. Um, I think um, that's something to take into consideration as well. Absolutely. And could you both give us just a better idea of maybe what goes into preparing for an interview? What are your best tips for that? Um, in terms of preparing for, you know, an interview, definitely work. If you are working with a staffing agency um, or somebody for this role, uh, definitely picking their brain on one, if they have ever had somebody else um, interview with the managers that you will be interviewing for, kind of just really digging into what to kind of expect. Um, never assume uh, that it's going to ever be the same interview that you have ever done in the past to try to just gather as much information um, that you can about that specific um, opportunity. Um, maybe re-go over the job responsibilities of the role, um, especially if this is, you know, a first round interview so you can have some questions prepared for an interview. Um, and always look up the company, even if it's a very known company um, that you think that you can speak um, off the top of your head um, with. It's always good to maybe check out any of their goals, um, their mission statement, um, any of the values that they might have on their company's website. I definitely always kind of give that pointer to look at maybe a company's value and be able to tie into your answers to things that really resonate um, with members of the organization already. Um, I definitely think those are the most important um, tips personally for an interview. Great. Um, so definitely couldn't agree more on the company research, um, being able to know uh, a little bit about the company. Um, you want to make sure that you go and visit the company's page. If you don't go visit the company page, then do you really want the job? Um, because if you, if, if you were to put yourself again, uh, in your, in their shoes, if you don't know anything about the company, um, why would they really want you to work there if you didn't really take the time to, you know, want, want to be able to go work there. So, um, you know, and, and why this company is a good fit. So I can't tell you time and time again, where people haven't done any research on the company. Um, and that's definitely a pitfall. Um, so you want to make sure that you do your company research, um, as much as possible and you don't have to know everything. Um, but you want to know a little bit, check out their news, anything that's happened recently, acquisitions or new technology they've invested in. Um, and the most important thing I, I really think is preparing the day before, um, you know, a lot of people will prepare the morning of, and you know, that's, that's not the best practice. Um, you, you want to make sure that you kind of go the day before and go over your P's and Q's and, uh, make sure that you're able to, um, understand what you're getting into. And then in the morning, a high level over to kind of refresh on. And, you know, what I tell people mostly is to to shorthand uh some notes that you want to talk about uh i'm i'm always over the top on interview prep because you know you're 
you're preparing for a race to where you have competition, especially in today's market. Um, so I think that, you know, with the, uh, with the shorthand notes, you can make a couple, uh, different, uh, shorthand notes on your background and things that you want to talk about. So if a conversation starts getting off into left field, um, that you make sure you bring yourself down to earth and continue to talk about the things that you wanted to talk about during the interview. Um, cause a lot of people leave an interview and say, oh, I forgot to talk about X, Y, and Z. Well, if you have your notes with you, bring your notepad, bring your resume. Don't assume that they're going to have your resume. Bring a couple of copies with you with your notes uh, when heading to the interview. Well, that is very excellent advice. So thank you both for sharing your insights when it comes to preparing for interviews. Uh, I also want to pick your brain about just because we live in a very digital world uh, and that comes to resumes, jobs. So would you both be able to discuss just the way that technology is today and the way that when you uh, build a resume and you have keywords built into it that can benefit you as it runs through uh, these recruiter systems? And just as a follow up to that, can you just tell us about applicant tracking systems and how candidates can help create ATS compliant resumes. Yeah. So in, you know, in today's market, you know, automation, uh, artificial intelligence is built into uh, so many different applications and software that that's out there. So um, it is important. I mean, we're not, you know, in the stone age uh, to where we're looking at a pen and paper and looking at somebody's qualifications and matching up with a job description. You have computers that have algorithms that, that read a lot of that stuff. You have, um, you know, databases online and job boards and things like that, that, you know, they comb through the entire, you know, internet um, looking for, you know, potential matches for the job opportunity. And the same goes for you when you're looking and you're, and you're fishing for a new uh, opportunity. Um, if you don't, if when you upload your resume, um, you know, and, and, and actually start looking, it's going to come through um, the, the keywords that are in your resume. So same thing goes with our database and we've invested in technology as well um, that does, you know, look for those high level keywords that associate with a job responsibility. So that's the search engine optimization, very famously known as SEO. Uh, so SEO keywords, um, they really do add a lot of value and it's not a one size fits all approach here. Uh, you know, you're not going to just throw your resume out there and apply to every single job that's out there and expect that, um, you know, you're going to be an automatic fit. You know, you may have to tailor your resume. You may have to add, you know, keywords that are aligned with the job description. If it says that you, um, that they're looking for somebody with experience with this, and that's not on your resume, like Gina mentioned earlier, you can't assume that they're going to know that. Um, so I think that um, is really important is to take the extra time, um, edit the original Word file that you have. If you can't find it, there are free PDF converters out there that you can access and get your uh, PDF back into a Word document. Uh, and we can always assist that here uh, at Catapult Solutions and kind of point you in the right direction and guide you as well. Absolutely. And to kind of um, follow that, um, if you are working with an agency, always get some guidance from the agency on um, what you would what they think that should be added to the resume. Um, maybe it is around the specific project that you might be coming into help support. Um, those might be things that you don't think of when you're creating your resume because you're usually um, creating a more generic version. But if you have maybe supported a similar type project, but you didn't highlight that in the resume, um, 
if you're working with an agency, you know, their duty should also be able to help recommend you to add that information um, in there as well, because they should be able to help you kind of connect those dots um, and get that information added in. So it is a little bit more attractive to, you know, the hiring manager, because it can show that this candidate kind of already comes with the skill set of working in a similar environment, not only because of technology, um, but maybe in the specific project as well. Um, adding in tools and technologies is great for, you know, keyword searching, whether we are searching within a database um, of our own um, or in other databases as well. So it is definitely important to, instead of just saying, um, used an automation tool to complete a task, um, maybe specifically listing out what that exact automation tool is and if you use more than one, um, including that um, as well within the resume because a lot of times people do just only search off of those keywords so it can't um, read if it's not in there. So you definitely want to add those in um, even if you've had only a slight exposure to it and then just be able to go into detail when you speak to um, either the hiring manager or the agency about really what your involvement is um, with those tools. Um, I would say to avoid adding in technologies that um, have been involved in your environment, but you do not have specific hands-on experience with. Um, I know that we kind of have to work through those conversations very frequently of people putting in their resume tools that have been maybe with a team that they were working with, but they have no hands-on experience with that. You don't want it to kind of teeter on falsifying any information. Um, and you don't want people to assume that if, because it was in your resume and then they ask you questions around those tools that are in your resume, and then you won't be able to answer them. You know, it won't come off very professional um, in terms of saying, that you've had the experience because it is on your resume. And then if you get a question asked on it, you aren't able to answer that. So um, my rule of thumb is if you think you can answer questions on that tool, um, it's probably safe to say that you can put it in there if you've actually worked with it. Um, but if you're not comfortable asking questions around it, maybe leave it off of that resume just because um, those questions can come. Uh, we have managers time and time again saying, hey, we asked them questions based off this because it was on their resume and they weren't able to answer those questions. So um, those can definitely be red flags um, for the manager that you can just avoid on how you kind of create your resume, um, but always tailoring it to a specific role, especially if it's high on your priority list. Um, you can also work with the agency and kind of prepare um, a candidate write-up or a candidate summary if you don't want to alter um, your resume that much um, and have them maybe present that over to the hiring manager to really just outline those key factors on why you as a candidate are a good fit for this specific role. Uh, so the next couple questions I was going to ask y'all was what we just went over. Just, you know, if going for a specific job, is it beneficial to include keywords specific to that job? And it can be, but it can also kind of backfire mm -hmm. if you uh, include specific keywords that you're not uh, qualified to answer jobs about. Uh, but I'd like to ask you if you've uh, had any kind of success stories or uh, just real case examples of where you've seen this happen uh, in a good way or in a bad way uh, for a candidate when they were approached by a recruiter. You know, I, I think, you know, you know, going back, it, it really kind of starts to, to square one with this is that, you know, you want you want to make sure that you 
to be honest, regularly update your resume, maybe every six months. Um, and don't put stuff on there. That's, you know, if you haven't, if you really haven't grasped the concept within that six months, wait another six months and add it then, um, and adding those tools and technologies, um, can really, um, throw a curveball at you if you're adding it on there and then you interview a month later and you really, you really haven't learned that technology. Um, so, you know, that's, that's definitely a real world example of it. We see it time and time again. Um, and then when people do add the technologies that, that they have had experience with, you know, again, then the day we live in with digital, uh, transformation across the entire industry and being able to recognize certain skills and keywords, when you add those tools and technologies, it, it, you rise to the top of the stack of a, of a pile of resumes. It's just, it's just case in point. I mean, you know, it, 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 the computers nowadays are able to filter a lot of that stuff out and rise the, um, the resumes that are the best fit. You'll still be in there. You'll just be towards the bottom or the middle. Do you want to be at the top? Add that experience, tailor your resume to the job and, and take that time because um, it definitely can affect you uh, getting the job um, if you don't take that time. Yeah, and I would say it's not just specific tools, um, phrases um, as well. Sometimes we do even look by phrases, for example, maybe was able to implement an automation process. Um, so picking out the correct wording um, instead of being a little bit more generic on saying worked on a project um, that involved um automation, you might want to say, was responsible for either implementation, creation, like those are um, words that we like to sometimes tag along with tools, um, because we know that's what the hiring managers are specifically working for, or looking for. And so we want to make sure that the candidate has working experience with doing that and not just being involved with it. Um, but in terms of real world examples of maybe situations that have a negative effect, um, especially within the interview stages. Um, I usually um, kind of guide candidates to kind of refrain from talking negatively about any previous experience, um, even if it was a negative experience for you, just having that professionalism to not talk poorly um, about any previous company or manager. Um, that's usually never a good, We I, every week I bet we hear it, um, of, hey, you know, this candidate would have been really good, but they came into the interview and they talked, you know, very poorly or negatively um, about their previous company, um, those usually just raise some red flags for um, hiring managers. So I always say that's, you know, best to not just explain what your responsibilities were there um, and speak about it um, in a very professional manner. Um, and then um, other just like little tips and tricks that I would say are important, especially when going to schedule interviews, is being very aware of your schedule um, and not maybe agreeing to an interview if it is lining up very close maybe to another meeting um, where you can run the chance of being late, having to um, leave early, something of that sort. Because if it leads to too many times where you may have to reschedule an interview, it can you know, come off a little bit as unreliable. 
Um, so obviously emergencies happen and every single day we kind of adjust to those, but it's when the emergencies become frequent. Um, so I always say like try to make sure that um, you have a little bit of maybe before or after time of the interview to because if you have something right after, you're going to feel rushed on the interview. They're going to be able to notice that. Um, if you have something right before, you might be a little rushed and flustered getting into the interview. You could risk your other meeting running over and being late to the interview. And um, those are just all things that you can definitely avoid if they're avoidable. So, um, and then if it's not avoidable, and you're working with an agency, letting them know so that they can advocate for you to the hiring manager to from the beginning. You know, you don't want to be sending um, an email to them when you're going to be interviewing in the next 30 minutes saying, hey, I'm in a meeting right now. I might be a couple minutes late. The most notice that you can get um, is probably the most important. And that's probably just my last, my last tip is just being very um, honest and truthful from the beginning, especially if you are working with an agency, they're there to advocate for you um, as a candidate, or at least at Catapult we are. Um, not every candidate is a perfect fit for a role, but we really try to find out more about what you're looking for, your key factors, what's motivating for a job and recommending the things that hit those um, kind of really making sure it's a, you know, square um, hole, square peg and a square peg and a round hole, um, because that's just not going, that's not us being good partners to you as a candidate or to our client either. So if we are asking questions um, kind of around your experience or what you're looking for, um, being truthful from the beginning, because it's probably going to uh, be used to kind of help get you to where you are, help you achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve um, in a new opportunity. No, yeah, definitely. I just, she said a lot of great stuff and I wanted to piggyback off of some of that. And I couldn't agree more with a lot of those things because, um, you know, you want to be proactive, you want to plan ahead. And to be honest, um, that goes a lot further than you think uh, for yourself and the employer. Um, because, you know, if you do plan ahead, you give yourself that extra time. If, uh, if it's been a long day, that gives you 30 minutes to get yourself ready. You're not rushing. You're not, um, you know, your throat's not scratchy. You have time to get a drink of water, prepare yourself. If you come into an interview frazzled, you, the, the interviewer is going to know that you are rushing. Absolutely. So what does that kind of say about you at that point? So, and that's okay. We all have busy schedules. It's good to be proactive and plan ahead. Um, so I think um, that that goes a lot further than a lot of people think. Um, and if, and time is everything. Like Gina said, we want to be a good partner uh, here at Catapult Solutions Group to, to you um, and make sure that it's it's going to be a right fit for you right now because, you know, life is all about timing. Um, and if it's the right time for you, then great. If not, if we need to circle back to where you have less on your plate, and it's a better time for you to make a switch to a new role, um, then that's fine, too. Um, you know, uh, we value relationships here and, you know, we want the best uh, for our candidates um, to make sure that they're taking the next step in their career. So one of the best uh, tips that I can uh, recommend um, is, is, is just planning ahead and going beyond. Um, and those kind of, it's, it's a two-part thing. So if you're answering questions in an interview, you know, don't, don't just answer the question, you know, <laughs> go beyond it, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and have the shorthand notes beforehand of, yes, actually, I wanted to talk about this because this was in the job description. And I have experience with this. I answered your question, but I want to tie the two together. So if you need to do that, 
um, if you need to make a shorthand notes, um, I definitely suggest that you don't have to write, you know, a paragraph out and try to read from a piece of paper while you're in the interview. That's not going to fly very well. Um, but, you know, if you can shorthand some notes and the high level overview of yourself and why you think you're a good fit for the role, you know, tie that into the job responsibilities, you know, like, hey, uh, I have experience with X, Y and Z, um, you know, to answer your questions. Um, and I know that I, I did read that in the job description um, and kind of what you guys do here on the team. And I'm really interested uh, in joining this company. I read a lot about the company. Uh, I'm really excited to, to learn more. I mean, that's a great answer at that point. I'm like, I want to hire this person because they've done their research. They have the job experience and they've tied it all together in a bow for me. So just prepare, plan ahead um, and go the extra mile. Um, and that's my best advice. Yeah, clients can definitely tell when um, people are kind of taking, you know, it seriously. Some interviews require some um, work to be done before. Maybe, hey, can you put together a couple of slides of some projects that you have supported in the past? Um, taking the time to put together um, correct information, um, presentable information is much better than somebody who you can tell rush that. It's just like when we were back in school, you can always tell the people who kind of put it together the night before um, or the people who kind of really took um, the time to put their efforts in if it is a you know required um, pre-interview um, documentation. Um, we do see that a lot. Um, we've seen that help shorten interview processes where, hey, we'll do this in a one round, but if you can kind of come prepared with this information, um, they use that to try to help kind of speed up the interview and also see how you can talk about yourself and your experience. So always take pre-work um, very serious as well. Um, we offer a couple of different um, tips on like different types of interview tactic, tactics, um, such as like following the STAR method um, when answering interview questions. That's something that we definitely go over with candidates. Some clients specifically like um, that method to be followed when answering interview questions. So if we know that about our client, we definitely make those recommendations as well. Um, so there's just a bunch of things that we are able to kind of do when working with a candidate for an interview, but um, taking it seriously and just putting in the effort before um, you kind of solidify that opportunity is kind of the golden rule for me. Um, it also kind of shows the type of employee that you may be as well when entering the opportunity. And, 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 we're, and we're here to help. You know, here at Catapult Solutions, when you partner with us, you, you do have a partner um, in us as far as being a resource to you and being your advocate through the process. So if we need to help guide you and coach you, I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, we're professionals uh, at what we do and, you know, we want the best for our candidates. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're, we're not going to set you up for a situation that's not going to be a good fit. You know, we are going to ask you a lot of those questions on the front end. Um, and then through the process, we're going to hold your hand through the process as much as possible. And at the end of the day, as Gina mentioned earlier, you want to be yourself. You know, you don't want to be somebody you're not. Um, if it's not a good fit, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to anybody else. You know, don't move forward. Be honest and transparent. Honesty, you, know, you want to be honest, um, but also just make sure you don't get off into left field and bring yourself back down to earth and talk about what you want to. So stay focused. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for sharing just a lot of the little things that really affect candidates getting a job, the, just that little bit of extra 
uh, effort comes through and it's very obvious to the recruiter. Uh, well, that closes up the conversation for today. So thank you, Gina and Drew, for joining us on the podcast today to talk about resume building, interview prep, and professionalism when it comes to putting your best foot forward with recruiters. It was great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit catapultsg.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. Thanks for tuning in.